everybody. I hope you are enjoying this beautiful day. We are having an awesome day in Texas, full of all the birds chirping, everything glorious, and it's freaking fabulous. So I hope wherever you are, you are enjoying it. Even if it's raining, I love me an awesome rain day. So hi, kids. Welcome to the Capital Life Podcast. My name is Abby Pagood. I am your host. This is where we talk about all the things that life brings, the good, the bad, and the healthy. So today's subject apparently is weight loss and muscle gains. So we're going to kind of go into a little bit of what happens when someone enters a program, especially when it comes to weight loss and muscle gain, what's kind of appropriate for our body, and when do we start certain things. So, but before we get into that, I want to make sure that we give a huge shout out to our Be Infinite Capital Partner of the Month, being that it is April, it is the last day of April before May hits, and our Be Infinite group is freaking phenomenal. They will help any small business with a very passionate drive to succeed. Um, they will put a revamp on your website, they'll help you with logos, creatives, all of those things. I use them, they are amazing. And so give them a call or at least visit them online and check them out. Um, before I get started on my rants, because we all know that Abby knows how to talk, um, we need to make sure that 50% off off of all focus programs until May 9th. So if you go to www.capitalhealth.com, that's capital with a K-A-P-I-T-O-L, health, Dot com. You can find 50% off all the focus programs um, of your choosing. And if you are wondering what is a focus program, a focus program is a program, a workout program that is designed for specific needs. Okay. So if you've got rehab issues with your knee or low back or your ankle or your shoulders, if you have vertigo, if you need stretching because your body's so tense all the time, if you are looking to get rid of some of that flab or tighten up that internal girdle or even getting some um, beefcake action in, I have designed 20 different programs for your liking and they're all video demonstrated directions included how to progress within in addition to you keep them for life okay so when you go to a rehab place and they give you your exercises and you lose your sheet you don't have to worry about it because on here you'll have it forever and you'll never have to pay for it twice okay so now we're going to get started on this subject i have to be perfectly honest i've been so busy going from one appointment to the next today i kind of was aware, okay, we're gonna talk about loss and muscle gains and things like that, but what is the primary reason why? Well, sometimes when people enter into a, um, let's say a fitness program with the intention to lose weight, okay? There are some programs out there that I am fully aware that they have a tendency to advise people to not work out, okay? Now, the reason for this is because a lot of times they start to under, they advise people to underscore their caloric need because they want to jumpstart the body into weight loss. The reason these companies are doing that is because they really want to show that they can get results quickly. Okay. Now, 
all of us love quick results. That's fantastic. But what they don't pay attention to is they do not pay attention to the aftermath to which they set us up for. Okay. So when you, an adequate means of losing weight is around one to two pounds per week. Okay. So every seven to 10 days, one to two pounds of body weight loss is adequate for a regular human being. Okay. Now, if you are holding on to excessive weight, let's say that you're more than 30 or 40 pounds overweight, you can potentially actually work and get work. I don't want to say work your way up to, but I'm going to say you can potentially lose more where you could see a, almost a weight loss of three to four pounds in a week. And that is sufficiently fine. Now, when we're losing a lot more than that every week, does everybody remember the show, The Biggest Loser? Do you remember that show? I can't, it, I can't remember. It wasn't in the 90s. I think it was 2000s, right? Late 2000s, maybe. Um, when we had The Biggest Loser, I mean, it was amazing to watch these people, just the food, the training, all they went all out. Now, there's a lot of things that I didn't like about the show because it really doesn't deal with stress levels. It doesn't deal with adequate sleep habits. It doesn't deal with um, some of the emotional components as effectively as a nutrition and fitness program should, um, which is huh, why I started Capital Health to begin with, just saying. But in the important spectrum of it is, is that here you would have these people that really just committed their heart and soul into the program and they found significant weight loss. But in that significant weight loss, they're losing eight. Some, some people are losing five. Some of them are losing eight, 10 pounds a week. Okay. When they're going through those massive weight loss, they're actually really significantly. Some of the weight loss is coming from muscle. Right. Usually if you enter a program, if you're losing more than one to two pounds in a week, which is the normal, if you're losing more than that, sometimes that weight is actually stemming from muscle, which actually is not a very good thing because muscle is detrimental to us meeting our caloric need. Right. We've said in previous podcasts before about how fat mass acquires, they need basically two grams per um, kilogram of body weight where our requires six calories per gram body weight. So if you have more muscle, you can eat more food and enjoy more food and indulge in more food, okay? So muscle mass actually helps make sure that we keep this nice and balanced. If you lose all this muscle mass from these extreme weight programs, what ends up happening is you find yourself needing less calorically, which then after you start eating after the diet, you start gaining it all back because your caloric need has depleted because you've lost a lot of that muscle mass. So that's not a good thing, right? The, what's the other problem that ends up coming when we have these things? Basically, what ends up happening is filler muscle is gone, right? So you have this massive weight loss. You, let's say you lose 30, 40 pounds. You haven't worked out at all. And what ends up happening is that you ended up not you lost a lot of that muscle because your nutrition program told you not to work out. So you didn't keep up with your muscle demand in on top of it. You're sitting there actually consuming below your caloric need. And then when you've finally gotten to your target goal, you find yourself not having the muscle definition that you were hoping for because you have more sagging skin and it hasn't been in there. 
Okay. So I think some of us have, have experienced what that feels like. You lose the weight, you feel fantastic. One, you can have the sagging skin. So then that's not necessarily appealing because the skin didn't shrink with you. It, it, you lost it so quick that it couldn't accommodate. It couldn't adjust. It didn't have time to, okay? Like pregnancy, when, pregnant, when a lot of women go through their pregnancy, their skin expands, but it gradually expands. So not everybody is going to experience some of the stretch marks. And I will say that people that usually get the stretch marks, it's, you're going to have to blame your genes for that, okay? Sometimes, I mean, if you go blame your mom, go blame your grandma. Do, like, just, it's the genes. There's, sometimes there's nothing we can do about it. Some of us will totally get that cellulite. We'll get the fat dimples. We'll get those things. And you know what? When it comes to cellulite and, like, the fat dimples and all that stuff, they have all these creams that they say works wonders and does all of this stuff. And most of them like give you a hand hand uh, mechanism that's got the bumps on it to try and break like put some circulation back in so you basically have your cream a really expensive cream and really it was the the handle that they gave you to rub your area and i'm just saying oh yeah that'll work but who has time to rub their ass six hours a day like i just i just don't i just i can't okay anyway so back to our filler muscle. What ends up happening is we end up losing that weight so quickly that what happens is that muscle never got worked. So it didn't build while you lost. So then you find yourself not having that muscle definition. So really the question is, what is the proper balance? Okay, so a lot of times what ends up happening is you have... You need to take one step at a time, one step at a time, one obstacle at a time, because a lot of times what happens, for example, when I brought up the biggest loser, they did massive extremes to an aggressive standpoint. It worked. It definitely did work. We all visually saw these huge transformations. But the sad part is, is that a lot of times that aggressive tone, that aggressive nature to attack the system to lose something so significantly can also set someone up for a regression, right? So it's like one they're on the wagon one minute and then they get so burnt out and fatigued that they fall off the wagon the next. So we need to try and eliminate you falling off the wagon once you start getting into a position of what you're excited about, okay? You're on a mission to get healthy. You're starting to make the right decisions with your food, starting to make the decisions with your exercise. Now, a lot of times what ends up happening at the first January, the first of the year, all the gym memberships go up. Everybody's so excited to go to the gym again. But what ends up happening once they get there? Most habits are actually well after you've reached 21 days of consistency. So you, any type of change that you're looking for, you need to stay on top of it for at least 21 days to ensure that the habit is starting to solidify, okay? And become part of a habit or behavioral trait rather than, you know, something new that you're not going to keep up. We have to make sure that we're consistently doing it on a regular. What happens when people join a gym they end up starting, they jump in and they start going five times a week where their body was used to no activity just months and months and months before. 
So what ends up happening is your body ends up getting like a, like a huge shock to the system to the point where it almost kind of panics and is like, whoa. So people will go to the gym five times a week, the first week, the second week, they might get there three or four times. And by the third week, they might've gone once. And then the fourth week they're done. Okay. Um, I'm not saying this is for everybody. I'm saying that's just the, the observant trend of a gym culture, especially for New Year's resolutions, okay? The reason why this happens is because that five days of aggressive shocked the system. The body almost was like, oh my gosh, it, was, it almost tired them out so they couldn't keep up with the new behavior. So a way around this is to make sure that you're doing something consistently, but you're also doing it in doses. So if you're going to start an activity, if you're going to start trying to get moving again. You start with doing like 30 minutes of exercise three days a week. Okay. Then you start trying to increase the next week. You, I would actually consistently do that for two weeks straight. On the third week, I would increase to 45 minutes for the three times a week, then the, for two weeks. And then after those two weeks, then you can add a fourth day. Okay, so then you're doing four days of 45 minutes for those two weeks, going moving forward. Maybe you ha can have the time to do a solid hour. So expand on the hour and do that. However, if you don't have time to expand on the hour, but you can fit in another day, you can add a fifth day. So it's trying to do those things in doses. We need to get our body modified and doing it in those nice little trends instead of doing this massive bomb shock to the system. A lot of people sit there and they think, oh, you know, no pain, no gain. Well, I'm sorry, but that's a lot of stress on the body, not just physically, but also emotionally. And on top of it, you're already trying to juggle your schedule and your work and your families and all of these different contributing factors. Now, the important thing to remember is when you have a program that is advising you that you can't do activity, my first red flag to that is why are they setting you up to have such a caloric deficit in your diet to where it could be detrimental to your health? Okay. This is questions that you really need to ask because what happens is you have programs that will advise you not to exercise whatsoever. And the reason why is because the company is trying to cover their assets with liability in case you do eventually, like if you did have activity and then you felt faint and fell and hurt yourself. So why would they advise you to do something like that if you could, if you would, are trying to get healthy and exercise? Do not underscore the caloric need. You can do that safely by saying, if you're going to exercise, eat the caloric need of what you worked out. So if you went and you actually burned 250 calories, you could safely consume those 250 calories and still be on track with the plan. The other option too, is if you're still trying to be proactive with exercise, then if you're pro proactive with your nutrition and proactive with your weight loss, you can actually consume half of what you consumed and still be in a safe zone, okay? Now, it's interesting because I get uncomfortable telling people not to exercise because yes, they're gonna lose weight much more quick. 
if they're not going to exercise, yeah, they're going to get lose weight much more quickly. But a lot of that is going to be muscle mass, which is going to affect them later down the road because their muscle mass is depleted. And then they're not getting, they're not, they're losing the caloric need that they would want in the future. So if anything, eating, do not underscore the body whatsoever, because then you're messing with metabolism. And we've talked about, if you go, if you want to go back and discuss metabolism, please go back to the episode that's about jumpstarting your metabolism and how to effectively do so, because this is, these two are kind of entangled into the same thing, but we're talking about muscle gains. Okay. So when we're talking about you entering a program, I want you to encourage to incorporate a little bit of everything, but you can do it in doses. So if your first week or your, even your second week is about trying to get your nutrition under control and that is mentally overwhelming, it also takes a lot of, it's not just mental focus, but it also takes a lot of forethought and planning. So when we're doing that, we need to make sure that we're saying, I, you don't bite more than you can chew. So focus on one thing at a time. If that nutrition is getting that under your belt and making sure you're staying consistent with it, you start with one week. After one week, you evaluate, hey, how am I handling this? Am I feeling overloaded? No, actually, I did pretty good. You might need an additional week. And then the following week, you start incorporating the exercise, okay? And it could be you know, two times a week. It could start at three times a week. I would, I've already told you what I suggest. Um, sometimes people will like to incorporate, you know what, I'm eating well, I'm not having that cocktail after dinner. Now we like, why don't we go for a walk and after, after we eat and maybe get a little bit of circulation and doing those things. So it's tiny little steps that head move us in the right direction. It's just about trying to put those into action. Now, when it comes to muscle gains, a lot of people get confused on what is appropriate to be lifting, okay? So, I mean, we've all seen, like, the different meatheads that are like, how much can I lift? And they got all of those things. And then we have people that concern that if they pick up a weight, they're just going to get massively ripped. And genetically, that might be something that happens to you. I personally... I could be working out, you could see muscles, I might look like a beast when I'm working out, but then within an hour of me having stopped, my muscle just, my definition isn't really there. It just, it never has been. I won't ever be one of those people that does the um, competitions. I just, it's not gonna be in my nature. It's not in my genes. And that's perfectly fine. I embrace it. I like to have energy for endurance at, at, um athleticism and being able to do what I want whenever I want to. So I train so that I can stay active in the things I enjoy. And that's, that's where I am okay. And with that. So when it comes to muscle gains and what you're looking for, if you are looking for bulking up, if you're looking for enhancing, and I'm going to say this cautiously because for people that have lost a significant amount of weight, and we're talking some of the people that have lap band surgeries, um, even people that have undergone significant illness and they have lost tons, and we're talking 60 plus pounds in a year, et cetera, not on a steady course, but very rapid, rapid weight loss. These people sometimes experience the sagging skin and then they're upset with their muscle mass. So it might be ideal for them to start looking into 
bulking up so they can fill some of that muscle and be, actually feel like they have some of that definition that they're looking for. So bulking muscle is actually where you do repetitions between one and five, okay? It's about taking high levels of weight and then you're doing one to five repetitions of things, okay? Now, if you're looking for something that's more of a strength, you want kind of like, I want to look strong, but at the same time, I don't want to be too bulky and like, and massive. Then you look at more of a strength perspective. I always start with strength basics just because it, it just, it helps you get acclimated and in there. Now, when it comes to strength, your repetitions are going to be between the eight to 12 reps and your weight is what you can handle within those eight to 10, eight to 12 reps. Okay. Now, when you get into the, um, what I want to say is your next step would be more of a lean functional strength category. Now, I am a huge firm believer that functional strength should be like the go-to all the time because not only does it address stamina, but it also assists with your endurance. So it's like if your friend decides to move and you need to go help them move a couch up the stairs. Yes, I'm using a friend's reference. Just Pivot, pivot. So when it goes into lifting a couch up the stairs, what ends up happening is, are you the person that has to set it down and can barely make it to the top of the stairs? Or are you the person that could stand there and hold it for an hour and you're perfectly fine? I would prefer to be the one that's not begging to put it down and can hold it forever. So functional strength is really key when it comes to it. Now, when it comes to functional strength, we're talking about like 15 repetitions. We're talking about higher reps, lower weight with higher reps. This is ideal, especially for some of our older um, generations, especially when we start hitting our like 45 plus. That's a huge deal because we technically need the muscle we need the muscle to keep up with our tone but also keeping up with our physical demands but at the same time we're not spring chickens anymore okay so functional strength is really going to hit that long that endurance that stamina and it's also going to give you that nice long lean uh, muscle appeal and when you're doing that we are really focusing on like a 15 rep repetitions if i did legs i would do somewhere between 15 and 20 sometimes 25 depending but which obviously if somebody's doing a step back lunge they are going to clearly not be having 20 pound weights doing 20 repetitions they'll probably probably have 10 pounds with them with until until they work up to a higher weight um when we get to core work i like to have core work somewhere around 15 to 30 repetitions. So obviously you stay on the lower repetition mark and then you work yourself up to how much you can do. Now, if you go through a um, your first series of repetition and you find that the weight is not heavy enough, then you obviously grab the next weight, see if you can handle that for the repetition until you find where your starter is. If you find that you it, the weight that you're lifting is way too heavy, immediately change it out. Don't wait. Don't try and push through because then that's when you're really provoking an injury. Okay? All right. So those are the things that we talked about today. 
um, on the Capital Life where we talk about all the good things. Do not forget to subscribe. We, you can find us, you can follow us at the Capital, you can follow us on Capital Health on Facebook, YouTube. You can also follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor. Um, I think that's pretty much all the locations down at the top of my head. I can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> you don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends because we want to make sure that we're sharing all this good, healthy news. And don't forget 50% off all focus programs. Don't even worry about having to wonder what to do with them. The directions are all with them, even with the video description of what to expect. So I never want to, I never, ever, ever want you guys to feel like you're left hanging. I want you to be able to have all the answers that you're looking for. That's why we started the Capital Life podcast. In addition, if you guys do ever have a question, please, by all means, send me a message or even make a comment below one of your settings. And I will address those questions and answer them to the best of my ability or at least direct you to where you can have the right answer the one that actually is going to answer and not give you, provide you a gimmick, okay? So I just wanna sign off saying that next week is Mother's Day, okay? Mother's Day, guys, so if you have not planned ahead, go ahead and start thinking. And if you go to the Capital Life shop, there are some awesome oils on there that are for stress benefits or for overworked muscles in addition to cute little funny tanks and teas um, that you can get your mom and gift cards if you don't know what she wants. So um, by all means, we need to make sure that we show appreciation for where we came from because without them, we wouldn't be here. So it's kind of important to know where we come from, right guys? And um, I want you guys to take care of yourself because you're somebody's everything.